in association with the Agri Health Network, it's time for That Farm Life podcast, Planting Hope, Harvesting Strength. On That Farm Life, we talk about that life that is that of a farmer and their family. It's about the day-to-day grind, the good times, the tough times, and everything in between, because farming is more than a job, it's a way of life. And we're here to offer opportunities to help you deal with the stress and strains of farm life through faith, family, and community with other farmers. Now, here's your host, a farmer, a former agri-business owner, and also the pastor of a Southern Baptist church in Arkansas, Archie Mason. Hey, well, good morning now, the farm family that's out there. Thank you for joining us. My name is Archie Mason, and welcome to another episode of That Farm Life Podcast. Here at That Farm Life Podcast, we want to share the stories of ag individuals. We want to talk about the daily stresses and strains of life, help each other out uh, along the way. We've had a lot of good feedback from those who've been a part of our podcast of the episodes that we've had. Hey, if you like us, let us know about it. Make a comment in the comment box, subscribe to us, pass us on. Uh, to your friends. Now, this week's episode is going to be a little bit different. All of us have been following pretty closely what's been taking place in Ukraine and the stories that have been coming out of that. If you're like me and you attend a local church, we've had times of prayer where we're praying for the people uh, who are there. There's been, uh, as of now, and probably more than this, over two million or two and a half million refugees that have already fled the country. And so there are a lot of people that are working uh, very closely uh, with refugees, trying to help provide any way that we can. So today we're talking with a a very special guest. Her name is Colleen Benthel. Her and her husband joined a a trip with their church to Romania several years ago. And at that time, they had no idea how that was going to help them serve in ministry in the neighboring country of Ukraine today. So Miss Colleen, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yes, ma'am. Hey, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. I'd be glad to. I'm a retired nurse. I was in nursing for 40 plus years, 39 of those as a school nurse here in DeWitt. My husband is retired from outside sales. He worked with Oracle Brothers out of Memphis. And we have one son and two beautiful granddaughters. In June, we'll be celebrating our 50th wedding anniversary. Wow. Congratulations early. Uh, yeah. To both of you, fifty years—that that is amazing. Let's talk about Romania. How did y'all get started going to Romania? Well, initially, it was just a volunteer mission trip through our church, First Baptist here in DeWitt. And as some of the listeners may know, the Southern Baptists generally have a seven-year partnership with different countries for volunteer missions. And I got in on it in 1999. And the trip was to Romania, and I thought it was a medical mission trip. So, of course, I thought, well, maybe I could do something being a nurse. Well, I went and absolutely connected with the people and fell in love with the people and wanted to return. And so the partnership ended in 2000. I went back in 2000 also with um, another church group. But the pastor in Romania and I decided we could do this ourselves. And so we wanted to continue this because I just felt in my heart that it was so important. We were beginning to build relationships. And I think they it takes a while to win the trust of Eastern Romanians because they have been lied to so much. And many of the older people had lived through communism and they had to see that you meant what you said. And 
So that took some years to develop. And so in 2001, I started leading teams myself and did that for the next 18 years. Oh, wow. You've made several trips into Romania. Yes, 19 or 20. Well, I tell you what, the Lord bless you for doing that. And hey, it has also probably positioned you now. You have a good relationship with those people and how you can help them. But before we even get into that about what's taking place now, how has the ministry in Romania, how's it changed through the years? You've been there since 1999. So what are some of the changes that you've seen in the ministry? The cities that we've been to, 300,000 being the largest, there was one evangelical church. So we go from those from that city out into the villages, the people were afraid and it was difficult to even put a Bible in their hand. We started buying our Bibles through the Romanian Bible League and that, you know, we learned as we went along. But the churches now, the evangelical churches are growing. There are more and the people are more open to the gospel and hearing there is another way and that the biggest change, I guess. Yes, ma'am. So Romania shares a border with Ukraine. And uh, since you have those built those relationships over those years, and you're exactly right, it, it takes uh, it takes a long time building some of those relationships, people to trust you. But uh, what are you hearing and what can you share with us, you know, about are there refugees that are crossing into Romania? I mean, what are what are some things you can share with some of our listeners that may not know? OK, well, during during our time doing mission work in Romania, the pastor and I, we just had a vision of having a, a permanent medical clinic in the city of Tukuch. If anyone wants to look on a map, it's in the southeastern part of Romania. And so my husband and I brought, bought some property there in 2001, and the work began on that clinic and was completed in 2011. So you can see it took 10 years. A lot of red tape, a lot of permits, a lot of, uh, you know, trying to, to stop it because it was evangelical. But with the, the Lord's help, we were able to get that completed. And you mentioned Mark Horton, uh, the beginning of our conversation, and he was a big instrument in that. He helped me organize softball tournaments. And in fact, he organized softball tournaments. I was just <laughs> just there. But uh, So you're talking got, about, in, hey, in Romania? Uh, no, it, into it. Oh, to okay. Raise to raise yeah. money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was thinking Coach no. Horton was coming out. He was going to Romania. So, uh, yes, ma'am. Well, no. that's good. Yeah. Keep going. So that, that's one way we raised money and we did pork sales and we did rummage sales and we did, you know, I sold everything I could get my hands on to raise money for this. And a lot of other people did as well. And so the building was complete in 2011. And now it's a kindergarten, actually. We have a medical clinic. Difficult to get volunteer doctors there to serve, but it, we do have 84 children in a kindergarten there, the Benthel kindergarten. And that's one way we get the gospel into families is through the children because the parents participate when their children are involved. Oh, yes, ma'am. And so now what, what they are doing, it's called, it's a nonprofit foundation, the Servant's Heart foundation. The pastor and some of the men from that area are going to the border, to Ukrainian border, which is five hours from Tukuch, and picking up refugees and bringing them back and housing them in the Servant's Heart building. Wow. While they're there, they're just giving them shelter, of course, and food. But the most difficult part the pastor has shared with me is getting all their paperwork in order mm. because many of the children don't have travel permits because 
the parents never dreamed they would be leaving the country with young children. And not speaking the language is another obstacle, but the Lord put a woman refugee in their midst that speaks five languages. So she is helping them to get their travel permits and everything in order. And then they are financing, sending them to the countries they, they want to go. The servant's heart is just a stopping place, a resting place. Wow. And they sent um, a van on Tuesday to Germany, hired two drivers to take six people, and it was $1,000. Gas there being $8 a liter. Wow. So it's very expensive, but the contributions have been coming in, and, and we're able to help with that. And so that's what we're doing right now. Uh, I'm going to interrupt you because I'm going to ask this question again at the end. But if someone's listening to this and, you know, it's really been on their heart, they w- they would like to help in some way, form, fashion, maybe, you know, through the giving of some resources, money. How how can they do that? Do you have a website or can they contact you by email? So how can they do that? Sure. They can contact me by email. Um, it's Arnis, A-R-N-I-S at CenturyTail, with one L, dot net. It's all lowercase. Okay. Just shoot you an email, and you can explain to them through that email how they could give or what they could do. Right. We have an account in our local bank here, and that it, it's set up through the church. So, you know, contribution statements, if, if people, you know, are concerned about that aspect of it. Since it's a nonprofit, then that organization, Servants Hearts, a nonprofit. So that's a, okay, yeah. Yeah, so they'd be given to a nonprofit, and it's right. it's going through the uh, the bank there, or the also the, the church First Baptist DeWitt, and so, and then the funds can get transferred over electronically to help. Well, yes, I wire. In fact, I've been um, fortunate enough this this week to already send two wires. Yes, ma'am. And I've been doing this, you know, for the last twenty years practically because we help pay the salaries of the kindergarten teachers that yes, way. Ma'am. Yeah. And two, let me say this to all the listeners out there. You may be unfamiliar with this. We we also partner with uh, different missionaries around the world. And so we are when we talk about wiring money to help those partners in ministry, I mean, it it, it is done all the time. And so it's not anything that's new. And and so, again, uh, and I'll, I'll ask Miss Colleen to share again at the end of the broadcast. But if you want to be involved in that, that's a way that you can help. Miss Colleen, you mentioned also just about some of those. Uh, pastor or others are taking a van delivering some of the refugees, but are there, uh, how are people that you know in Romania, do you really see some of the folks around there in that area, those relationships you've had for 20 years, people coming together, trying to help? Yes, definitely. They are there at the servant's heart. The women are cooking for the refugees. The children are getting to play with the children that are in the kindergarten. The men are providing uh, much of that transportation back and forth and not only from the border, but then getting them to the airport in another city in Romania or just to the train, sta- you know, the train station, the bus station, whatever. Yes, and, and I get um, on WhatsApp with um, the pastor and his wife over there and daily updates and pictures. And even the kindergarten parents are joining in. One of them is a, is a dairy farmer and he brought 300 eggs and eight liters of fresh milk to them and said there's more when they need it. Oh wow! So the community yeah. there is is getting involved, and that is a good. I mean, it's good on many fronts, but it's, yes, it's good publicity for the Servants Heart Foundation and 
just for them to hear the gospel. Oh, yes, ma'am. Hey, what a blessing it is for uh, so many people that are being willing to help others who are have been, you know, disenfranchised and have been moved away from their homes and, and that. But hey, and two, also that, you know, when God put that upon your and your husband's heart to buy that piece of property and then to start that school, and now it's being used as a place that's offering opportunity to house refugees. And I just want to say thank you for uh, your insight and listening to the Lord and, you know, being willing to do that. Hey, Miss uh, Colin, you mentioned several already, but just want to go back over. And what are some ways you know that we uh, right here now, I know there's a lot of listeners, and I think in 23, 24 other countries that are listening uh, to this podcast, but what are some ways that all of us, how can we help out? What's some practical things that we can do uh, to help uh, that area there in that community where you are in Romania, but also to help the refugees? How can we do that? Well, of course, I think primary is our prayers. I mean, just that this atrocity would end and these people could return to their homes. But uh, other than that, you know, the, the financial aid is the biggest part that I think we can do besides our prayers at this time, because getting... Uh, aid to the country in the form of, you know, food, clothing, those type of things. It's it's very expensive and near impossible right now. Um, I do have connections with a Romanian man in Chicago, and when he gets a shipping crate full, he ships for us for a dollar a pound. I'll be happy happy to share that information if someone wants to email me about that. Yes, ma'am. In fact, my husband's going to Chicago next Friday taking kindergarten supplies okay. to ship. Okay. And, uh, you know, if they wanted to send fresh water and clothes, anything, it's just getting it to Chicago. Yes, ma'am. Because so, the, the mail is very, very expensive. It, yes, it just defeats the whole purpose, really. I understand. So tell us one more time your email address. Arnis, A-R-N-I-S, at CenturyTail, that's with one L, dot net, lowercase. Yes, ma'am. Miss Colleen, thank you for being with us today. Appreciate the offer. Oh, yes, ma'am. Thank you for just sharing your heart. And again, I just uh, applaud you for listening to the Lord Jesus all those years ago and and going. Hey, and even, you know, sometimes, I just want to share this, sometimes, you know, which a lot of folks may not be familiar with Baptist life and we have those partnerships, but even when it came to an end, it didn't end uh, with you and your husband and you just, you know, on your own and been a part and and took other people and been a part of a great ministry there. And so it's in a great place to really have to help out the refugees. So thank you so much for doing that. Thank you. And thanks for the opportunity. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Which all of our listeners out there, you know, all of us have been watching the news. And so the images of what's going on in Ukraine is everywhere. And, uh, you know, a lot of times we want to help. And sometimes we may not know exactly what to do. But Miss uh, Colleen has told you, you can email her and she has a, uh, a direct way to help a specific group of refugees, people coming uh, there into Romania. So you can uh, you can get in touch with her and do that. But all of us, too. You know, those who are followers of Christ, we can pray and, uh, you know, pray, pray for the refugees, pray for those. You know, I know even in the church, I'm pastor. Uh, I shared this the last couple of Sundays. There's been loss of life on both sides, Ukrainians and uh, the Russians. There's been you know parents and families that are grieving on both sides of this. So as she said, hey, pray for this atrocity to end, pray for a ceasefire, pray for the, you know, people to be able to go back home, families be back uh, united, just pray for the, you know, the peace that only the Lord can give uh, to really shine through. Hey, if you want to check out 
Uh, the show notes on this episode, they're going to be listed. Miss Mandy always does a good job of getting that up. We also have a link to donate to the work in Romania that Miss Colleen has mentioned. We'll provide that uh, in the show notes. Mandy will have that up. And uh, also, we got some links to some uh, other organizations also that may be available to help in uh, some way or fashion. We always want to hear your comments or questions. Email us at info at agrihealth.net. Hey, thanks for joining us this week. We'll be back next week. But until then, keep farming and uh, keep the faith. You've been listening to That Farm Life Podcast, planting hope, harvesting strength with your host, Archie Mason. That Farm Life Podcast is a creation of the AgriHealth Network in conjunction with Grounded Faith Ministries, where we offer opportunities to help you deal with the stress and strains of farm life through faith, family, and community with other farmers. You can learn more about who we are and what we do on our website at agrihealth.net. That's agrihealth, one word, dot net. Thanks for listening, and until next week, keep the faith.